Welcome, everybody. It's Eagles 360 on this Friday in South Philadelphia. Dave Spadaro, Bo Wolf, looking forward to the Eagles in Seattle on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. Bo, on Thursday night, the Dallas Cowboys keeping pace with the Eagles in the NFC East with a pasting of the Chicago Bears, so no let-up allowed for the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, that'll happen next Sunday on Sunday night football against the Cowboys, but our focus is on the Seahawks. Absolutely, and what a great matchup we have for you on Sunday. We've got a great show for you today. Michael Kendrick stopping by the studio, a little crunch time with Malcolm Jenkins, and I have a chance to talk to Mike Quick. A great matchup, the Eagles wide receivers against Seattle's defensive backfield. First, our Gatorade Week in Review. What's happened between Thursday night when the Eagles beat the Cowboys and now? The Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys both begin their battle for first place in the NFC East. He fakes. He rolls. Across the board, just an amazing team win. So much more fun when you win this game. <laughs> Terrific tackle on the play. We've given ourselves an opportunity to play meaningful football in December, and that's it. And in this league, every week you know, is, is a whole different deal, a whole different animal. So. Uh, to be a great football team, um, I think we got some stuff we got to fix up. Since the Eagles are now in first place all by themselves. There's plenty to work on, and to be honest, Tuesday can't come soon enough. The Eagles returning from their mini-bye weekend. Everybody excited about the Seattle Seahawks coming to town. they got really, really good players. It'll be the best secondary that we play, the top corner in the league in Richard Sherman. And this is just not a one-way player. He's not a cover corner, yeah. as they use today in today's terms. This guy's a complete cornerback. Watch him here being physical. So I think Macklin takes these as personal challenges. He's not a big talker like Sherman, but he, he gets up for these moments. I'm preparing like I prepare each and every other week. Jeremy Macklin talked about how he respects, you know, the Richard Shermans of the world, but you fear no one. Seattle's playing great right now. I like the Eagles because of that running game. The way to stop Pete Carroll's uh, defense is to run right at it. This is a shady game, no question. To get a chance to work with him, he's a great guy to coach. He's very receptive to coaching. He wants to get better every day. The defense, I thought, coach was spectacular. And they, they really fly around. They're, they're, they're so amped up. They make a lot of plays, get to the ball. Um, you know, their, their whole football team is energized. They have a quarterback who's very mobile. They have a great downhill running back in Marshawn Lynch. I think you stop Marshawn Lynch, you stop the Seahawks. That's one of the best backs in the league, and, and we're going to have to bring our best. I mean, you got to bring your big boy pads this week. That was going to be physical out there. We're not going to complain. We're just going to go out there and play our game, be physical back. These are the games that, if you're a true competitor, this is the type of stuff you want. We're going to have our hands full. we got to really, you know, turn it up. There's a reason they've held the last two teams they played to three points. they got a lot of really talented players over there. We've got a big task. You know, we got the defending champs coming in. Uh, they're hot right now. Uh, it's our job to defend the nest. Well, obviously, so many great matchups to look forward to in this game. For the Eagles defense, it'll be about stopping that vaunted Seahawks running game. Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson, the man in the middle for the Eagles is Michael Kendricks. I talked to him a little earlier today, but also on the other side of the ball, as you talked about earlier, the Eagles receivers against that legion of boom they call yeah. the Seahawks secondary. And the question is, do you stay away from Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor? What do you do against this Eagles group? We'll have a chance to talk to Mike Quick former Eagles wide receiver, current radio analyst, and the co-host of the Game Plan Show. He's got his offensive game plan in mind. We'll hear on the other side when Eagles 360 returns. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. 
Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. The moment we dare to imagine is the moment progress begins. In a flash, the inconceivable becomes every day. Imagine someone doing the same for healthcare. At Jefferson, we've brought together some of the brightest minds in medicine, in research, and innovation, resulting in advancements that will touch lives in amazing ways. You might not see how a health sciences university, an academic medical center, and spectacular collisions of imagination can change your future, but you will. Welcome you into our studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Dave Spadaro joined by former Eagles wide receiver, current radio analyst, and the co-host of the Eagles Game Plan Show, Mr. Mike Quick. Hi, Mike. Hello, Davey. Mikey, here's what I want to talk about. It's what, what, I, it's what everybody's... Uh, what do you legion, want to talk about? The Legion of Boom against the Legion of Zoom. <laughs> Come on. It, it's I'm not serious. a Legion of Zoom? That for me it is. Well, I, I hope it's Zoom on Sunday. So you, you play the game. You, you, you have all this week where there's this hype, where this, the best defense in the NFL is coming to town. It is. With Richard Sherm. So what is the mindset for Jeremy Macklin and Jordan Matthews and Riley Cooper, et cetera? I think guys, probably similar to last week, they get tired of hearing about how great that team is. And they are. You know, they won the Super Bowl last year. They're, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, so you have to give them that respect. But I listened to Jeremy Macklin in an interview this morning where he talked about how he respects everybody, every team, you know, the Richard Shermans of the world, supposedly the best defensive back, and he's quite a talent. But you fear no one, and, and that's the approach you have to take. Yeah, they're the defending world champions, but, you know, you got to play them. they got to play the game. Jeremy's always said that if he is in one-on-one -on -one coverage, that he will beat any man in one-on-one -on -one coverage. And I think that's kind of the rule of thumb oh, of the NFL, yeah. isn't it? No, no. When you're a wide receiver, you have to feel like, regardless of who it is, you line up one-on-one, -on -one, you can beat that guy. And um, he has to take that approach. If he doesn't, you're defeated before the game even starts. So I, I like the attitude. I, I, like, I like the position that this team is in going into this game. I think they're in a great spot. What do you suspect the Eagles game plan will be against Seattle's defense, are they going to run the football heavily or are they just going to kind of do what they do? I think they, they're going to do exactly what they do. This is a, a, an offense that's built on doing a lot of different things and having multiple options on almost any play. And, and I think that's, that's what they'll, they'll exercise. They'll try and get this team out in space. They'll try and create the matchups, the one-on-one -on -one matchups that they like. But most importantly, get them out in space and force them to tackle their skilled players out in space, which to me is a great way to attack any defense. And really, David, just like last week, it boils down to the big guys up front. 
and how well they're able to block up that defensive front and how well they, they're able to attack that offensive line and, you know, this powerful running game behind beast mode. Yeah, M Mike, the, the Eagles have moved the football up and down the field. Uh, they've scored a bunch of points. Yeah. But in the red zone, it's been inconsistent. One of five last week in depth. What are you seeing? Um, just not as sharp. When you get in the red zone, everything's got to be a little bit sharper. Timing's got to be a little bit more crisp. Um, everything needs to be sharper. And just not getting that type of play, that type of execution. If you get one guy leaking through in that offensive line, or if you get the timing off just a little bit on the outside, you're not going to be successful because everything has to happen so much quicker down in the red zone. Do coaches at this point kind of reconfigure what they want to do in the red zone? I mean, or is it too late in the season to draw up a new plan down no, there? No, no, no. I, I just think you have to be sharper. You, you know, you coach it a little bit harder and you put more of the emphasis on. I, I think the bigs play the biggest role. And down there, they've got to be really good, really sharp, and they've got to create the angles, create the lanes for their running backs. and. Um, the quarterback especially has to be sharp with his timing, with his reads, and where he's going to go with the football. Your read, Mike, on the Eagles at 9-3, and three, first place in the NFC East. I mean, where does it go from here? Is this the litmus test kind of game? Well, we've said that about several games, yeah. but I think when you're playing against the defending champions, I, I think there's no better test than that. And just looking at the two matchups, the game's all about matchups. I think it's a pretty good matchup for the Eagles going into Sunday against the world champions. You like the Eagles. I like it. Yeah, I think it's a good matchup. Quick six. Yep. Thanks for joining us in studio on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. All season long, stop into your local Acme markets and purchase the Eagles item of the week. When you do, you'll receive a receipt code making you eligible for the Swoop In and Win sweepstakes. Just go to swoopinandwin.com and enter the code today. It's your chance to win Eagles tickets, Eagles Pro Shop and Acme gift cards, and Eagles autographed merchandise. Acme Markets, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, Eagles fans! When the Eagles win, you win! Score a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win, you win! America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me, there's honking going on, there's trees flying by. It's fantastic. All season long, stop into your local Acme markets and purchase the Eagles item of the week. Enter the code at the bottom of the receipt at swoopinandwin.com. You'll be entered to win one of several prizes, including Eagles season tickets, Eagles autographed merchandise, and Acme gift cards. 
Acme Market, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360. Dave and Bo, the challenge for the Eagles defense. We talked about this run game for Seattle, best in the league. What's the game plan? Well, I think it's to stop the run game, and that's what the Eagles did so well last week against DeMarco Murray. The league's leading rusher shut him down to his fewest yards per carry and rushing yards on the season. Can the Eagles' defense do it again this week? Chris McPherson talks to Malcolm Jenkins in this week's Crunch Time. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to this week's edition of Lay's Calicook Presents Crunch Time. My special guest this week is safety Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm, you said before the Dallas game that you didn't like the Cowboys to begin with. So can you take us into your mind of why exactly you didn't like Dallas right from the jump? Uh, well, I've been in New Orleans for the past five years, and uh, New Orleans and Dallas don't really get along well. And uh, we played, I probably played Dallas at least three or four times while with the Saints, and they were always, uh, for some reason, kind of like a heated rivalry. Not quite like this rivalry. Of course, but, of course. But our fans and our team never really got along with, with Dallas. Then last year I played for Rob Ryan. He got fired by Dallas, so it was a little added. There's always been some tension between uh, the teams I've been on in Dallas. So once I got here, uh, it was a natural fit for me to, to, to have a little dislike towards them. Um, but I enjoy rivalries. Um, that's something I think that adds just a little bit of fire to the game. A little more motivation, and it's just fun. Now, Malcolm, you grew up in Piscataway, New Jersey, not too far from Philadelphia. Went to school at Ohio State. You played with the Saints for five years. What's it like being back closer to home here in Philly? Oh, it's amazing, you know, because I've been away from, from the East Coast for about nine years, going to school in, in Ohio and then going to New Orleans for five years. So finally being back on the East Coast where every game, my family's there, um, and you know, only being an hour away from home, it's been, it's been really nice for me, and I've been enjoying it. So you started a foundation, Malcolm Jenkins Foundation down in New Orleans. What are some of the things you're doing now that you're closer back home that you're here in Philadelphia? So one thing we always did um, was a yearly football clinic in my hometown of Piscataway, New Jersey, uh, where we've hosted about 400 kids each year. It's a free football clinic for um, you know whoever wants to sign up from ages, I think seven to 13. Um, and basically, you know, we, I get guys from around the league to come. We have a big clinic and we show them how to play football properly, the techniques, and have a little fun. But we also give um, seminars to the parents and educate them on the importance of youth health and their safety, playing their sports safety. And, um, you know, we give them tips just about recognizing concussions and the symptoms and how to treat it, the importance of sleep and hydration, um, how to deal with certain injuries. And, and I think the parents get a lot out of it too. So. We do, we've done that every year, and now that we're here in Philly, we're trying to bring some of our programs here. One thing we've done earlier this summer, uh, we did what we call the Get Ready Fest, where we were able to feed and, and clothe uh, over 3,000 people due to a partnership with um, Feed the Children and Omega Psi Phi Fraternity. And that was a huge event, and that was in July when we first kind of got here. And now we're doing our fundraiser to, to, so we can bring some programs to the Philly area. We're doing a fundraiser next Monday on the 8th. Um, after you guys beat Seattle? Yeah, after we beat Seattle, kind of a celebration. Um, and basically, it's called Bowties, Blitzing, and Bourbon, and it's just a good time. It's nothing formal. Um, we come, our, my teammates will be there, we'll you know, get dressed up a little bit, throw a bow tie on, uh, be tons of uh, silent auction, live auction, live music. We'll have chefs from around the uh, city come prepare small plates, uh, a little bourbon tasting, and it's really just a good time, just mixing and mingling. Uh, raising money for a good cause. So how'd you get into the bow tie business to begin with? Because you have Rock Avenue bow ties. Yeah. A shout out to your hometown, Piscataway, yep. you grew up on. Yep. So 
How did you get into the bow tie business? I was, I was wearing bow ties for about four, four or five years when I was in New Orleans. Once I got into the NFL, it was kind of my way to stand out okay. in a locker room where everybody has nice clothes and you know custom suits and everything. It was, it was my way to stand out. And um, one off season, I was complaining about not having any bow ties that really fit my personality. And so my wife came up with the idea to just simply make my own. And that snowballed into a little off-season project, and by the time that, that next season came up, I had launched the company, and you know, it's been fun just to have something that you're passionate about outside of the game when, when the season's over, something uh, to take up your time, and, and, and really something to fall back on when you're done playing. Is there one player in the locker room who you'd love to get to wear bow ties? Uh, it'd have to be uh, Brandon Boykin or Brad Smith. I know Brad is, is known, he's got a little style to him. Uh, well, who's like the non-stylish guy? I would want like the t-shirt and jeans guy, the guy, uh, like I picture, could you come up with like a camo one for well, Trent Cole? Well, that's what I already told Trent, I already have the already camo see? for Trent Cole, so I'm, I'm going to get him, <laughs> this offseason I'm going to have to do a photo shoot with Trent, just in all his hunting gear and just <laughs> throw the camo bow tie on it, you know, even, even while you're hunting, you're a gentleman. Malcolm Jenkins, our <laughs> special guest on this week's Lays Cal Cook presents Crunch Time. I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you very much for joining us on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Enjoy more than 10 delicious flavors and varieties made with the simple goodness of real ingredients to give you that extra crunch. Well, thank you very much, Chris and Malcolm. Also, uh, Bo, it's going to be a little bit more than just, you know, focusing on those players. Uh, every team goes against Seattle with the idea of slowing down the running game, and it really doesn't seem to work. That is a good group on the other side of the football. The Eagles defense has really come together very nicely. We've seen Michael Kendricks rise after that injury that kept him out of a few games earlier this season. You had a chance to talk to him. Yeah, and it's an interesting week for the Eagles defense because everybody knows that the Seahawks defense is considered the tops in the league. But this Eagles defense starting to get some recognition. Connor Barwin, named Defensive Player of the Month for the NFC. Michael Kendricks thinks this is an opportunity for the Eagles defense to prove that they are among the best in the league. We'll talk to him about that on the other side. The moment we dare to imagine is the moment progress begins. In a flash, the inconceivable becomes every day. Imagine someone doing the same for healthcare. At Jefferson, we've brought together some of the brightest minds in medicine, in research, and innovation, resulting in advancements that will touch lives in amazing ways. You might not see how a health sciences university, an academic medical center, and spectacular collisions of imagination can change your future, but you will. is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. 
Well, we're back on Eagles 360, obviously alongside middle linebacker, inside linebacker Michael Kendricks. And Michael, uh, obviously the, the Eagles defense getting a lot of attention the past couple weeks uh, for the way you've played, especially last week shutting down that vaunted Cowboys running game. What's it like to, to sort of get the recognition for this defense after everybody was talking about the offense you know, the last couple of years? I mean, it feels good, you know, especially knowing the amount of work that we put into all this. And, um, and just to know that there's more to come is exciting. So. Okay, well, how about, you know, going from DeMarco Murray to Marshawn Lynch, a, a different style of running back. Yeah. What do you do to prepare for, for a big guy like that? Uh, you, we, you know, we just do what we've been doing, and that's uh, working hard day in, day out, um, understanding our responsibilities, uh, our scheme, their scheme, and attacking it with a full head of steam. Um, it's a great running back. Both of those guys are. And this week we're facing uh, the Seahawks and, and Lynch. So with that being said, we're going to have to bring our hard hats and really go to work because uh, that's a great bet. Have they shown you guys that the player from uh, a few years ago when he went up against the Eagles and sort of came through a pile of about seven guys? And, nope. Uh, let's, no, let's I'm not really that worried about again. that. Run that one time, no. But okay. no, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen that. And, uh, you know, that doesn't really matter to me or the rest of the team because right. – it's a new year. Uh, it's a new Eagles team, and um, and we have goals that we that we plan to reach. So, so, so Bill Davis was talking about it this week that you guys are probably as well suited as anybody to sort of stop that that read option attack because not only do you have coaches who have been in college, but you guys go up against sort of that offense in practice every day. So, so yeah. how, how ready do you feel for for going up against that? I feel ready, man. I mean, it's something that we've all faced, something that we're all familiar with. I mean. Being in, being a college player at one point in time, I, I went, I went, I played against Chip in a game. I played against Chip in practice. Right. Um, we've had a couple teams um, in our schedule thus far that that run similar um, type of schemes, and um, it, it's it's as simple as is doing your job and, and knowing your job. Really, I mean, you can't get outside yourself and, and just go and try to make a play thinking that everything, everything's going to be fine because that's when the ball goes the other way. What is the, the thought around you guys as a defense? With, with the Seahawks defense coming in, everybody sort of talks about them as maybe the best in the league. Do you guys feel like you're among, among the best defenses in the league? I do. I do. So that's, that's where we plan to be. That's good. Yeah. That's how you should feel. That's how it should be. Uh, obviously, the, the pressure on the quarterback has been so impressive this year. Second in the league in sacks. I think first in pressures. How much of a collective effort is that in terms of not just one guy, obviously Connor getting named Defensive Player of the Month, but everybody really contributing to that, that yeah, pass it's, rush? It, I mean, when you talk about pressure to the quarterback, that's, I say that's the ultimate, um, team, the ultimate collective effort because me showing one thing or someone else doing another may free the other person who's making the sack. Um, and, and, I mean, there's nothing that gets me more excited or the crowd or a team than hitting and sacking the quarterback. So, that being said, I mean, there's all the more reason to get there. You talk about getting the crowd excited. You were here when you guys were having some struggles at home before. Ten in a row at wins now at home. What's, what's it been like getting the crowd fired up? feels good, man. I, I'm just hoping that we can, we can keep the wins right. going and we can keep the fans happy. <laughs> happy. Nine and three, and I, I, you know, I want I want to take this moment to say we have the the most awesome fans in the world, 
I mean, there's nothing like Philly love, man. I'm telling you, when you're winning, everything's going good, everything's good. But they'll be the first ones to tell you you mess up. And I appreciate the honesty. Just like your family. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're and fat. speaking of family, Michael, yeah. big, a big year for, for the Kendricks family, your brother Eric, mm. uh, having a big season in his senior year. Do you, do you talk to him uh, about getting ready for the, for the draft process? What's it been like? Uh, I do. I actually spoke with him the other day. And um, he was a little upset that he didn't get the, uh, the, you know, the Pac-12 player of the year, which, you know, biased opinion or not, I, I truly feel like he should have. Right. He broke a record for UCLA as the all-time leading tackler at UCLA, like to ever do it. Okay. That's a big, that's a big that deal. That is a big He's deal. Captain for three years. Um, one of the top backs in the nation. I'm, so, I'm just so proud of him, man. I, I was watching some film on him the other day, and um, he knows where the ball is going before the ball is snapped, and that's an awesome deal. The ball was snapped. It was a play action away. He, he, did, he didn't even move his feet. He just stood there. He stood there, started running the other way before the ball was thrown because he knew what was, gonna, what was coming, and that's the type of thing that's going to make him and separate him as a player. Would you want to be on the same team as him? Uh, yeah, but, you know, is that a possibility? Possibly. If it doesn't happen, Maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe he's probably going to go higher than you guys have. A, yeah, you know, you, I mean, he's my brother. I would love to play with him. Right. But in all reality, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But I'll be here for him in, in, in terms of, you know, advice and, and uh, support. So he's good either way. All right. Well, Michael Kendricks, the Rock and the Eagles defense. We're back with more on the other side right here on Eagles 360. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me. There's honking going on. There's trees flying by. It's fantastic. Sports Authority is proud to be the official sporting goods retailer of the Philadelphia Eagles. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. Welcome back to Eagles 360. We come your way Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock. I'm Dave Spadaro along with Bo Wolf. Time now to talk a little tailgate as we do every week. Our Amorosos on the menu feature linebacker Michael Kendricks hey, talking a little food with Patrick from old original Nick's Roast Beef. 
Hi, I'm Mike Kendricks with your Philadelphia Eagles. Today we have Patrick. Patrick, let these good folks know what's on this bad boy and let them know where you're from. Well, thanks, Michael. Uh, this is one of our roast beef sandwiches from Old Original Nick's Roast Beef. Uh, you can find it. We have a location in South Philadelphia, Springfield, and coming this winter in Westchester, Pennsylvania. It looks awesome, man. And you know the key to a good tailgate and an even better sandwich is an Amorosa's roll. Do you have a favorite tailgate sandwich? Enter your photo at the Amorosa Sandwich Selfie Sweepstakes for a chance to win an invitation to lunch with me at the Eagles facility. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash sandwich selfie. Well, the Eagles are obviously going to see the premier secondary in the league, the best defense statistically in the league on Sunday, and the star of that group is Richard Sherman. So what do you do with Sherman? It doesn't sound like Chip Kelly is going to keep away from that side of the field. We throw it into the game plan, guys. Mike Quick and Ike Reese breaking down the best cornerback in the league, looking for some weaknesses. All right, Mike, we've talked about the offense. Let's talk a little bit about this Seahawks defense. And you can't talk about the Seahawks defense without starting with number 25, who lines up on the outside. And this is just not a one-way player. He's not a cover corner, yeah. as they use today in today's terms. This guy's a complete cornerback. Watch him here being physical versus the run against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. You know, many call him the best cornerback in the league, and I think that to be the best cornerback, you not only have to have cover skills, you have to be able to do this. You have to be able to come up and force on the run, be able to make stops, and that's why I think this guy's such a complete player. Not just his abilities down the field to check receivers, but his ability to come up and be a true defensive player in the run game. Yeah, and you're watching him versus San Francisco. It's a double move by Brandon Lloyd and Richard Sherman. He has his eyes in the backfield. He already, pre-snap read, has an understanding of what he may get here on this route. And that's why he never flinches when Brandon Lloyd tries to hit him with this double move. I, that's exactly right. He's seen this in practice. Their scout team has run this play against him. He knows exactly what he's about to get, and he runs the route better than Lloyd runs the route on the outside. He's such a smart corner. So everything that receivers are, are doing based on their splits, where they are on the field, he understands what route could possibly hit him. Yeah, and being a former receiver, at Stanford, I think helps him out big time Absolutely. because when he when he sees formations, he understands the passing routes that are about to come at him. All right, watch him here against St. Louis up on the line of scrimmage. Yep. Does a nice job of being physical at the snap of the ball, and then he runs this route. Well, he knows that he's got the speed to stay up with him down the field. So he stays right on him. He's mirroring the wide receiver, knowing that if it's a comeback or any type of breaking route, he's able to make the break on it. But watch him at the top of this coming up and again making a play, a defensive play, making a stop in the run game. Once again, you're going to see him come up and be physical on this tight end to make the tackle. This is what I like about Richard Sherman. He's not afraid of contact. That's a big tight end. He's going up there to tackle with Jerry yeah. Cook. So 25, again, not only does he talk a good game, but he knows how to back it up on the field with his play. He walks the walk. Again, late in this game versus St. Louis, He's going to be, we've we, we seen him on bigger receivers. Right. He enjoys covering the big receivers because he feels like he can be physical with them. But you get a smaller guy on him, most six-foot-plus defensive backs struggle with smaller guys. But what Richard Sherman does is he knows he has to win this matchup at the snap of the ball. He's going to be physical with Tavon Austin 
at the snap of the ball. Yeah, at the line of scrimmage, he knows he wants to get his hands on Austin to try and reroute him or disrupt the timing of the play. And this is what they'll do. In crucial situations, they're going to put him on the target. Wherever they expect the football to go, that's where they want their best defender, Richard Sherman, to be. They put him on Austin here. He breaks up the play. Game's over. Nice job using the rules to his advantage in that five-yard area. You can be physical with the receivers. Richard Sherman knows that. It's why he's been able to become the best cornerback in the National Football League. Well, thank you very much, guys. Uh, we are now to the weekend, Bo. It's time to gear up for the kickoff on Sunday. Yeah, and I think, uh, as I've said all, all week, I think this could be for a bye, the number two seed in the NFC. So lots at stake for the Eagles against the Seahawks. Indeed, and we've got you covered all the way through the weekend. First, our Eagles television broadcast schedule. We take a look at that. Remember the kickoff 425 on Sunday on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We've got Eagles 360, of course, Monday through Friday. Our kickoff show begins at 4 o'clock on Sunday. The halftime report live from Lincoln Financial Field. And our postgame show presented by Rico Eagles Seahawks. Wonderful. On PhiladelphiaEagles.com throughout the weekend, Wolf's Den today. Looking forward to that, Bo. Absolutely. We've got, uh, we've got a special guest, Brad Rutter, the all-time leading money winner in Jeopardy history. He stops by via Skype and then also talk about Cody Parkey, who... Leads the league in points, Dave. The object of the game is to score points. Does that make Cody Parkey the best player in the league? It perhaps does. It might. He's been pretty darn good so far. So tomorrow uh, we've got you a little pregame news and notes. And by the way, I'm going to dig into this Eagles-Seahawks series just a bit uh, over the weekend. It's kind of a quirky series. Fandemodium Seattle preview. And Michael Kendricks indeed has taken charge of the defense inside the Eagles, the Kelly Strader, and our friend Greg Cosell. All good stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I want to see Russell Wilson. I, I really haven't studied him too much. I was never really buying into the Russell Wilson hype until the Super Bowl last year, to be honest with you. I kind of thought he was a game manager. I saw what a big playmaker he is and just how smart he is not turning the football over. And they don't have a lot of weapons on the outside in the passing game. So this, this offense is really all about Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, as Greg Cosell and Fran Duffy like to say, making plays out of structure. So the Seagulls defense, especially in the secondary, is going to have to stick on guys all game long. Yeah, 2012 draft, not a bad one in the third round. Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, two pretty good finds for the Seahawks and the Eagles, respectively. We thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. For Bo Wolf, I'm Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining us, and have yourselves a great Eagles day.